First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. What have you guys been up to? That's the most low-key intro I think we've ever had. But it's nice, because I don't think we actually asked this before. It's not staged. Well, well, Joel, let me tell you. Not a lot. Saw you about three days ago. Since then, uh, memes. Cool. Yeah. I'll tell you what, not what have you guys been up to. How have you guys been up to? How have I been up to? How have you been up to? How high have I been up to? Let's go with that. How many how many feet above sea level have I been up to? What's your peak story? <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, so on the second floor now. Mm. Um, second floor. See, I, I'm I live on the fifth, so Ooh, oh, I think beat. I've got both of you beat there. I don't think anyone's beating me for elevation this week. No, no. But you might have all done much more exciting things with your lives. Maybe. But I'm just higher. From low down. <laughs> Which in many ways, that's not worth anything. I had a dance party under the sea. I didn't. Mm. But if I did, then that would win by default. I'll tell you what I have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, we haven't asked you. Joel, how, how have you been up to? How have I been up to? Well, I watched a film last night, a fantastically terrible horror film called oh. Wish Upon. Oh, do tell. Have you you heard of this film? Actually, no. And I like to think that I'm quite up on my shitty, shitty horror films. It's terrible. What year is this? I don't actually know. I think like 2017, something like that. 2018. Quite quite new. Old enough to know better. Yes. Have a look here. Yep, 2017. Please please do go on, because I want to see what your synopsis is like compared to their synopsis. So, there's some girl. (laughs) Okay. And... The way they get the story moving is that her dad is a dumpster diver okay, and finds a magical Chinese wish box mm-hmm. in the trash. Mm-hmm. So, so far, so good. Basically gremlins. Go and on. gives it to her as a gift. And then she starts wishing on it and all of her wishes come true. But every time she wishes, someone close to her dies. <gasps> Why? Wish box. <laughs> Evil wish box. Evil wish box. Um, they tried to throw in some lore about like a Chinese demon, mm-hmm. but... Uh, mm. <laughs> fell fell that, very flat That didn't take, huh? What's interesting though is that after like wish three or four She realises people are dying But continues to make terrible wishes <laughs> Yeah, what, what stuff is she wishing for? So her first wish Which admittedly she didn't know would work Is that she wished that the mean girl at school would just rot Weird We're, phrasing yeah. Weird phrasing It's almost like that was written Almost. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like when writers try and simulate human speech, but doing so in a way which moves the story on to where they want it to go. Yeah. So what I happen- really wish the mean girl at school would meet a timely death in an oddly specific fashion. Yeah. So she started rotting. She had necrotizing fasciitis or something like that. Oh, God. I, I think that's what this photo that's constantly appearing on my Google feed would be. No, that's no, that's the protagonist. Oh, that's that, the girl that you're meant to care about. Is but that is that Bloods? That's Bloods. Oh. From later on in the spoilers, it gets bloody. <laughs> Wait, does she does she eventually learn to stop wishing? Um, in a manner of speaking, does she die? Yes. So she has six wishes, which are bad. And then her seventh wish is to unwish all of the wishes and go back to the day she got the box. And then... Nah, clever. Then what she does is she goes up to the boy who, in the film, she made a connection with, but prior to the events of the film, didn't know who Ah, she was. I see. And just gives him the box and says, bury this. (laughs) And then kisses him. And then it's all a bit... Yeah. So then she dies. Yeah. She gets hit by the mean girl. Of course. And dies. What, like a punch? Like, like a force a, punch to the like, face? Like a car. And the mean girl comes out of the car and she's like giggling. And she's like, I just didn't see her. 
<laughs> and then, Oops, butterfingers. And then the, the follow-up line was, I just didn't see it. <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. It's that's fantastic. Fine, is it? Spoiler tag, if you're looking to watch, watch Wishbone, unlisten the last five minutes of this. Anyway, my point- wish for the last five minutes back <laughs> so you did not hear the last five minutes of the wish upon spoiler just, alert. Here's my point, though. It's wrapped up somewhere in there. Is that it was marketed as a horror film. And everybody knows that there are a lot of horror films that are straight trash. Oh, yeah. But they're fun to watch because they're so hilariously bad like, that the writers must be in on it. That's like, that's the thing, like Slither. The first half of Slither is a kind of like slow moving tension based thing, which is quite good at building tension. And then for the last 20 minutes or so, it's a load of big leeches sucking up barns and stuff. It's the stupidest mm. end to a film, but like, but it's to fun. Say, intentionally so, though. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they made that one tongue in cheek. We're talking about the full on gutter trash that. I just, I feel like they know. They must. Mm. They've seen films. You've seen films, no, right? You know, you know, moving picture. You've got have to you have seen, seen one. You've got I mean, to have seen films. And like, I feel like there should be a genre for that because you've got comedies, you've got romantic films, you've okay. got rom coms. So why can't we have horror films and like whore coms? <laughs> I'm open to suggestions on the name. Whore coms. Whore coms not great. Comeras. Now that sounds almost more diseasy. Yeah. Somehow. Because uh, you have a comedy of errors, you so why not a comedy of horrors? Stabstick, like slapstick, but stabbing instead of slapping. Okay, yeah, stabstick actually is pretty damn good because it's it's over the top in the things that it's trying to do that are scary, like uh, unfriended. That's a good example. That, that's mm. hilariously it's, terrible. It's hilariously terrible to the extent that they've tried to make a second. Well, they're not tried to make. They are and have made a second one, but. They're not trying to be funny. They're trying to be, you know, you know, one of those films where the bits they try and be funny in the film aren't funny. The bits mm. they try and be scary are hilarious. Yeah. You know, that that is a perfect contender for the stabstick genre. So, yeah, you're onto something there. I think I think you're exactly right. One th- film that's come up very recently, just to date this episode, mm. uh, that would fall into this, I think, the new Slenderman film. Oh, yeah. What a terrible idea that was. Yeah. Interestingly, same actress as in Wish Upon. Oh, there you go. It's all coming together. Um, I, I think this sums it up pretty well. There is one that would kind of round this out, if you will, a review of this whole section. Mm. Slenderman feels as used up as any years old meme, like trying to explain what's funny about Dat Boy a decade later. <laughs> <laughs> and if that, not, if that doesn't describe Where? Stabstick, I don't know what does. Yeah, Stabstick mm. is the Dat Boy of film <laughs> genres. <laughs> Oops, here come that horror scene. <laughs> here comes that gore. Here come that predictable death. <laughs> I'm try- I've- I'm tossing between two favourite moments of the film. There was one point where, you know, you can predict the dialogue and you're like, oh, they're yeah. going to have a shitty line. And then they surprise you and it's somehow worse. <laughs> the-, the scene where girl and romantic interest boy are driving along and they come across her dad dumpster diving and she's all embarrassed and he- she like goes out and yells at him and then comes in the car and he- she's like, you didn't see that. What's the obvious line to that? Him going, see what? Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible dialogue. And I was like, they're going to say it. That's terrible. His response was, no, I didn't see your dad diving in the dumpster for trash. (laughs) (laughs) So hang on, hang on. She might have been a Jedi the whole time. Maybe. You didn't think about that, did you? Maybe that's the twist. Maybe Maybe she didn't wave her hand, but I know some of them can do that. Some of them can just say it. Maybe she mind tricked him. Maybe, Mm. Maybe she mind freaked him. Um, oh no, she's a mind freaker. Oh, 
Joe, you didn't take into account that rewatch the film with the knowledge that she's a mind freak <laughs> and it will suddenly be so much better. So much better. Exactly. The ending makes a lot more sense. Bury this. I will bury no, this. I will bury this box. <laughs> I will bury this box. <laughs> I don't want to sell you death sticks. It and does I will make bury this sense. Box. I'm sorry, go. Wish Upon writers. Take it I, didn't, I didn't get your beautiful creative intent. Was yeah. it high enough? It, it, like, you should have shown it to Tom. Yeah. yeah, I was on the fifth floor. I was right there for yeah. it. Yeah, your perception really opens up once you get past fourth, <laughs> for the fourth floor. I see a whole new world, man. No, I mean it. I can see a lot further than you. I'm a lot, a lot higher. More world. It's not new. <laughs> it is to me. <laughs> Every time. We'll move on to jumping on some first world problems then. We've fixed up comedy of horrors. Jumping on them. We're jumping on the problems. We're like Batman in the night. <laughs> The criminals to Batman are Famed for his jump-based <laughs> crime solving. <laughs> oh God, watch out! It's Batman. He's gonna jump on this mugging. Oh, uh, he does though. He comes from the roof. He does jump on mugs he a lot. Does yeah. jump on mugs. Who'd like to start us off? I'll, I'll jump in. I have I have two prompts here. Okay. One for this episode. One for okay. the next episode. You can choose which order you have them in. Oh, great. Would you prefer? I'll have the one from next episode, please. Uh, yeah, I like the second episode one. <laughs> Done. So this comes to us from Reckoner23, who says, Two of my Tinder dates want to meet up this Saturday night in two different locations. I'm thinking clone, or at very least, a very, very good puppet. Oh, so you know... <laughs> very long arms. <laughs> you know, um, there's like a, a, a kind of trend that people try to... Like a DIY Halloween costume that got quite popular the last couple of years of you're in the middle and then you kind of attach some mannequins front and back where the arms and the legs are like yeah. lined up. Mm. So it looks like five of you in a row identical twin yourself but only do it must be easy enough to just do one yeah you, you would have thought so right yeah so That's, how does that how long are the strings connecting this because two different locations hmm. that yeah that could be next door to each other or it could be miles away what i'm thinking is a bit more of a sophisticated solution i like that tech but i think we need to make it so that we can have it in a bar across town because mm. otherwise we're gonna get some tangles going on well, i'm thinking what about a smartphone powered date puppet so you can issue commands and text to this this smartphone puppet. Now, let's take smartphone puppet and swap the puppet out for just some dude. <laughs> and swap the smartphone out for an iPad, roughly head-shaped, like head size at least. <laughs> okay. And then just have some dude, like, drop him like, you know, 20 quid or something like that to wear a hoodie, that, like, all the way up and then just have the iPad where your face would be. Right. And then... And, like, FaceTime. And then FaceTime... But just like, but won't you be on the other date at this now, point? Now, here's, here's the crease to kind of iron out in this. You have to somehow set a camera up mm. that is on your date's face. Maybe like, okay, oh, I've got it. Turn up to the date and say, I got you a present. It's this big hat. <laughs> I would like you to wear it now, please. I'd like you to wear this large hat to show that you appreciate my gift. Also, please press the button on the hat. Well, no, you've pressed the button. You pressed the button on the hat beforehand. Like you mm. don't want to allow any room for error. <laughs> so she's wearing the hat, and that's got the phone in it that's videoing you. And then the iPad on your stooge's face is then transmitting video of your face. Yeah. So tech aside, we're not tech guys. 
Let's talk about the the mechanics of the date. Yeah, you're going to have to be. I was wondering. You're going to have to be very vague with your questions <laughs> and answers because they're going to have to simultaneously respond to two different people talking about two different things. Exactly. The way I see it, the way this date setup goes, you'll only have success with one of them. Mm. I want a date set up where we can get both of these people mm. interested. Oh, actually, what if you could pre-plan what you were going to say before you went on the date? Now, Give them a script. You can say you're a, you can say you're a you're a movie buff and that you want to try something out. Say like you know say Wes Anderson does it all the time. Like we're going to script our interaction and see what we can get from it. Right. That I quite like. That's so, interesting. So you go like oh there's uh, you know this is a cool you know people do like theme dates. People do like escape rooms. People mm. do you know going out to uh, you know people do like murder mystery things like that. Probably not as a first date or a Tinder date, but you know so all you're saying is like oh we're gonna go do a two person dramatic reading <laughs> of our date of our date of our date <laughs> that I have scripted. Yeah. <laughs> you will be playing the role of date. I will be playing the role of myself. Now that does work. However, I think some of the script, it would be difficult to script something like if it's going well or if it's going badly. You've got to be able to kind of choose your own adventure yeah. style through it. I think so. I think your responses need to be the same. Yeah. But maybe their answers can, they have a choice, like A or B. This is what I'm thinking. Can we pre-program a date? Like if, if we go back to the idea of a stooge rather than iPad man, mm. yeah. you can run your own date one side of town. Do you remember Romers from school? Oh yeah. yeah. All about I Romers. Don't remember Romers. So it kind of looks a little bit like a very low tech rumba. Yeah. But you programmed in like, go forward 10 paces, rotate 45 degrees to the left, go forward another 10 paces. You would basically program out a course in these little commands and try and see if you could get it around an obstacle course and back mm. to you okay. from the starting point. Could we have a date, Roma? Like, wait seven seconds, laugh. Like, <laughs> wait 25 seconds, say, oh, so where did you grow up? Wait another 10 <laughs> seconds, laugh again. Not interestedly. Wait for five minutes, refill drink. It's exactly that. Just take small sip of drink. Widen eyes in anticipation. You can script out your whole day and let them play off this, this Roma. Okay, mm. here's what I think then, to take this one step further. Net testing across a bigger control group. So at the moment, you've only got two dates. So you've only got oh, A or a B. Oh, Organize, yeah. you need at least like 20 dates going on simultaneously. Like <laughs> With one real you and 19... <laughs> one real you up in a control tower somewhere. <laughs> Making, like, surveying all of these, all of these dates going on through the front-facing camera of each of the roamers. And you're running the same command to all of them. And then, like... Logically, it's the whole like 100 monkeys on typewriters thing. One of those dates <laughs> will score. Will score, maybe. <laughs> if you run the simulation enough times, one of them will get somewhere. I'm a bit concerned that should the Roma date be successful and you decide you want to pursue this person, you'll turn up to the next one and I'll be like, you're really different. There you're was something three inches off the floor <laughs> and just sort of a half spheroid robot. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were so interesting and different to all the other guys I've met before, and now you're just kind of boring. You're just yeah. there. Like last time you did that lovely thing where you laughed at absolutely nothing and spilled your drink all over the table and never ever referenced it again. I thought that was endearing. You look too much like your photo. I was pleasantly surprised by the small <laughs> sphere that turned up. I mean, there was a story recently about a woman who organized like 50 tinder dates I or something in the that. same restaurant yeah. and just didn't turn up it was it was at a concert wasn't it something yeah something yeah. like that 
This is an interesting inversion of that, of organising 50 dates in different places and but going turning, to all of them. turning up to every <laughs> single one. No one's going to expect me to turn up to all of them. Because that's the thing, if any of these women know each other, if you're going to... if. Mm. you're doing tinder so it's in a radius there's a, some kind of a chance that the more the more of these you throw out and try and organize some of them will know each other it's like oh i've got a date this friday at seven he was very specific i had to be there exactly at seven <laughs> that's weird i've got another date in another venue that he was equally specific about being there at seven like oh what's his picture is it just like the question mark face avatar it is the question <laughs> face yeah it's the question face avatar interesting now, do you think this has anything to do with a similar kind of date we went on last month? Yeah, there's not a lot of women in this area. He must be going back on the same circle to, like, try again <laughs> yeah. to see if it works. Repeat testing. Repeat testing, but with just different programs. So this time they're like, no, I've got to program a bad boy date. Yeah. <laughs> Wait 60 seconds. Punch table. Oh. <laughs> Sidle to the left. Scream at waiter. <laughs> belittle, late, belittle waiter. Storm out without paying. Well, roll out. <laughs> can't re- yeah, can't, can't really storm if you've got wheels. Yeah, I mean, it it what does it work? Yeah, it, it will works. work. One of them will work. Yeah, Statistically, one the of mo- them will work. Yeah, the more things you do, the more likely it will be that it succeeds. You say monkey and typewriters and all that. So this is just the new wave of that. The millennial monkey. The yeah. mille- it, That's not a bad brand name. The, monk- the millennial mating monkey. The monk millennial. <laughs> no, that sounds like a monk. <laughs> Yes, because you start with the word monk. Interesting. <laughs> Who would have thought no. that's the way the language works? Always learning new stuff about that thing. I'm good with the triple M. Yeah. The millennial mating monkey. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> Which incidentally will be the noise your date makes. Mm. Well, yeah, because it might be a mmm or a mmm. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never get much more than that, though. Mmm. 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 Another sphere. Mmm. Why can't I find a nice man in this city? It's only Romas. It's, it's all Romas everywhere. At what point are you the only man left in the city? <laughs> Going on dates with thousands of eligible bachelors. But no, you'd have to like program like office hours and like. <laughs> and if this takes. I'm off, sorry, I can't see you on Tuesday. I'm going to see my grandmother, <laughs> <laughs> who is also a Roma that you have programmed. <laughs> I'm so proud of my grandson. It's wheels within wheels. <laughs> Where did the Romans end? This is the thing, I just see this getting to a natural point after a certain amount of time where there are no men left dating. They're all in their control centres organising the Romans, watching them go across yeah. the city. So the one dude that goes out looking for a date is going to be, well, he's not even going to have the upper hand. He's not going to have a pre-programmed list of responses. The women are going to know that that's not, that's not what they want anymore. If you're on a date with a Roma, you can't like divert from protocol if a real man walks in and when I say a real man I mean a, a <laughs> an man actual real. flesh man if they walk in and they're like oh hey Stacy, haven't seen you in a while and she like excuse me one moment and he goes no error <laughs> <laughs> not even that excuse me one moment uh-huh <laughs> I have also been to that play how about this salad <laughs> yes honey I'm on this date with this guy it's going quite well <laughs> <laughs> You're a catch, Stacy. Stacy, you must stay a while. I, I'm not. I haven't said anything. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I won't hear of it. Let me stop you there, Stacy. <laughs> He's been like this for hours. <laughs> I kind of like it. So mysterious. I just, I like a man who's confident. You know, <laughs> sets out, does what he needs to do, yeah. whether whether it matters. What I love is a man who just knows his next hundred actions. <laughs> What I love is a man who isn't. There yeah. you go. The the millennial mating monkey. The, mm. I'm the man that isn't. Yeah. The man that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got an anonymous one here I found on Instagram, but it's too good not to share. So whoever wrote this, if you hear this, wow. 10 that, out of 10. 10 out of 10 for finding us. 
please don't sue. Uh, they say, question, why are hotel glasses in rooms and at breakfast so tiny? I'd like more than a sip of OJ with my cereal before I have to walk back and refill my glass. If I want more of a, more than a mouthful of water in the night, I have to refill. Hashtag explain, please. Fucking right. Now, to the hotel's credit, I understand why they do the small glasses at breakfast. Yes. Because they don't want you drinking up all their juice. If you go in there with like a two pint gallon jug thing. A stein. They're going to they're gonna lose money. You're going to have to pay more for your room. Like that's fair enough. But in the room, when you're mm. drinking tap water, like give me a mug. It's because they're trying to make you buy that good, good water in the bar, in the little mini bar. But then you have to go all the way to the mini bar. <laughs> all the it's too way. Far. All the way. That runs out pretty quick. Those are tiny bottles for exorbitant prices. I thought I'd um, I thought I'd cracked the system last time I stayed at a hotel on my own because mm. similarly I went this this tiny glass is not going to help me remain hydrated and there was a uh, there was a vase in the room so I look at that and went that oh, looks pretty clean there's no flowers in there or anything it was kind of yeah. like a it looked fairly decorative so I went to the bathroom and I left the tap on uh, filling it up slow tap big vase whatever and then I like, <laughs> went back checked and I was like oh still not full. I left the tap running for about five minutes before I realised there was a hole in the bottom of the vase <laughs> for the exact reason I think someone had broken their system of drinking water being yeah. in a big vessel and they just like drilled a very small hole into the bottom side of it. Wow, that is commitment. That really is. God damn. Because you've got to think, the cost they had to expend to do that yeah. across all the rooms presumably in this hotel, surely just get bigger glasses. Mm. Like, that would cost you one time that thing would have to be done. You, you bring up an interesting point, though. There's a, there's a whole thing about hotels, like, what can you steal, what can't you steal? Yes. Age-old discussion. We never talk about what can you bring with you. Why can't you bring your own cup to breakfast? Swan down in your clothes, you just showered, you walk down, you're holding a big stein. Mm. Hi, like a table, I'm in room 406. So, okay, um... What's the glass for? So, oh, it's, you know, juice. It's, it's, my, it's my juice jar. If you say it's my juice jar, you get tackled to the ground by hotel orderlies? No, staff. Um, uh, yes, workers. <laughs> so how could you not smuggle a glass in, but like hand wave away the reasoning for having a massive glass with you at breakfast? This is my emotional support jug. Okay. That would probably work on older staff who mm. are like, ugh, millennials. The- <laughs> That's the thing though. That's a good way of doing it because... If you assume that the people working at a hotel at the kind of breakfast buffet area are either going to be slightly older or like teenagers and having a weekend job, Mm. the one thing that unifies everyone, young or old, rich or poor, anything else like that, is currently a hatred for millennials and millennial things. So if someone asks you, what's that big jug for? You go, oh, Fortnite. And they go, ugh, this fucking guy, I'm not getting into this with you. All right, fine, whatever. Or like, what's this? It's the new iPad. Well, <laughs> is it or is it in fact a big glass? Yeah, jug? This is this is a Snapchat. This it's, is Snapchat. Google. This is a Google. <laughs> this is what Google looks like. You just get there, there's enough abstract things that people don't know. It's like what's this? Uh, this is what I keep Brexit in. It, what, what, what's that? Stock exchange. <laughs> there's no way of uh, quantifying necessarily what it is. And I think rather than getting into a big argument with you about well, no, it is, and that's actually what it is. They go, this person is fine. Whatever. There's there's enough of an mm. obtuse thing you can choose to claim that what you're bringing down is that they won't get into a dialogue with you about it. I like this system a lot because it does work on older people, but you can flip it around. So if you get brought up on charges of bringing a glass into a breakfast room by an 18-year-old staff member, mm. you can just say, ah, this is a record. Or <laughs> this is my purple heart. <laughs> 
<laughs> this, is my, this is my war medal, you, you whippersnapper. Con- you might be confused because it is neither purple nor heart-shaped. However, <laughs> you wouldn't understand. These are the controls on the TV set itself, not the remote. <laughs> this is a SCART lead. <laughs> oh, I should have heard about those. This is 480p. <laughs> this is what Tamagotchis were. Oh, can you imagine the violence in the playgrounds? <laughs> Tamagotchis were massive glass canisters. I, mean, I didn't spend a lot of time hitting other people with my Tamagotchi, but Well, you still. wouldn't get anywhere with Joe, it. It was too small. Did you get confused between Tamagotchi and Conkers? Uh, Very expensive, this <laughs> Conkers game. <laughs> this is a rich person's gambit here. I don't understand what all the buttons are for. <laughs> <laughs> so this... Um, this scheme gets your emotional support jug inside the breakfast situation. How do you then cover for going over to the juice jug and filling it with orange juice? You could potentially go up and not fill it up all at once. Mm. You could do drive-bys with your emotional support glass. You could pretend to keep forgetting certain parts of your breakfast. And as you just drift past the machine, just one little tap. Is that not the system we've got at the moment with the tiny glasses? Yes, but you only get to drink it all at once. Here's what I think. The tiny glasses are the only vessel that they, they're designated specifically for juice or any kind of liquid or anything. Yeah. However, as part of a breakfast buffet situation, they will have other things that can also hold the liquid. So therefore, you've got bowls, you've got plates, not great for storing liquid, but still you will get some. Mm. Uh, and then you've got, well, no, that's really kind of the only two things I can think of. But if you... <laughs> spoons. If, spoons. Not Again, quite as big as cups, but... Smaller than a cup, but still something. So if you're going up and, like, your jug's at your table and you're kind of carrying on the charade, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, go get some cereal. And then you're up in the cereal section and you kind of sideswipe, fill the bowl with mm. juice and then decant that bowl into your jug. No one's going to say... Well, no one saw you go up and fill the jug up with, with juice, so they assume that someone gave it to you. But they did see you fill the bowl up with juice. <laughs> uh, yes. Guys, I don't think you understand. The juice is not in a dark room that no one's what like everyone's about we got we got to be subtle or maybe bring like one of those tree taps that they get sap from and just tap the back of the machine no one's expecting that that i quite like actually just kind of while you're picking up the bacon slowly reach around the back and just and just, just yeah. like just, so just jack in yeah low jack in the juice machine yeah what if the juice now this works what if the juice is in itself in a large jug that's how i'm more used to seeing it could you just take that and swap in your jug oh what so have your so like, oh, no. <laughs> oh no guys we're out of juice <laughs> what? it was so much simpler than we were trying to make it yeah oh my get god your... we've, oh, we've overthought ourselves and so let's replace the jug get your dude everyone knows a guy that works in hotel yeah of course get your hotel guy to hook you up with an empty juice container or just yeah just go in at night like it's no. still there before the morning just take one of the jugs no i've got it i've got it go down to breakfast see the full jug of juice pour that jug on the floor get the attention of a hotel worker say excuse me we're out of juice they'll say okay i'll go get some more i mean you got to take the jug the empty take the empty jug conceal it on your person say we're all out of juice and jug <laughs> I'm out of jug here. I think you forgot to set up the juice. I think you, that, there's no juice here. They go, that's strange. They were juice a couple of minutes ago. All right, they'll go off and get you some more juice. Swap the jugs. Then you've got a full jug. You've still got to conceal it on your person. Work that one out later. But then you just have to get out of there with the full jug. Now, um, now, hang, hang on. It's still too complicated. Yeah, you you have thought yourself in circles. You Come have on. the exact answer. Power move. Go down to breakfast. No jug in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Walk straight up to the counter. 
take the jug, yeah. put it on your table and start still using your small cup, but it's at the table so you can just tap away as you go. The staff will come up and ask a question yeah. and they'll say, why have you got Why have you got the juice on your table? That, and, that you, and that's when everyone. you say, there wasn't any on the side, so I brought my own. <laughs> what are they going to fact check you? How can they prove it? We'd like to walk you over to the CCTV station and then you say that. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying my juice. Um, and you I'll, say, tell you what, I will right after I finish my juice. <laughs> Here's the thing about that is, and then you knock the juice over at that point, and, and you ah, ah, and then you say, ah, you're out of juice. <laughs> Can I get more juice? Here? <laughs> What's the guy got to do to get some juice? <laughs> the main issue here is a lack of juice, <laughs> yeah. and it's it appears as though it's quite difficult to actually fix it because the staff they're they're trained not to let you have juice. This is like on a seven day training course. There's six of those days. Yeah, no juice for them. Repeat after me. No juice. Where the juice? No juice. Where the juice? <laughs> where, the, where are the juice? Was that? No, it could be. You know what? Yeah. I've said the word so many times. It is long since lost all meaning, and it's now become a completely abstract concept to me. What yeah. is juice? Uh, Did or, we ever have it? Orange or apple wet? Ah, well, they're pretty wet on their own. Mm. This is nothing. Moving on. <laughs> Basically, there's a lot of different avenues you could go down. I still think steal a jug, replace yeah. orange juice with orange paste. Paint. Paint. Replace it with paint. <laughs> okay, we have that. Now all you need to do is rock up to a hotel with viscous orange paint. Yeah. And pour that into the glass. Just Wiley Coyote it. Just do a really realistic painting of a jug full of orange juice next mm. to where the jug would be. And then take the jug and people will assume it's still there. There's so many options. Or just take an apron, pick up the jug, pretend you're doing table service, but only go over to one person, offer to fill their glass of juice, then just take it straight back to your table. Mm. And then, and then when someone comes over and asks you for the juice, say, sorry, I'm on break. <laughs> <laughs> or realise this bit has gone on too long and move on to a new prompt. Okay, cool. Oscar. Interesting, interesting theory. <laughs> yeah. I have one here that is from Tony. That's Tony Shannon, 1980, which is a multi-part tweet. So he's responding to a tweet from Hughes Direct. I think there's some kind of electronic retailer saying, enter our latest competition to win a Sony UK 4K HDR Ultra HD Blu-ray disc player. And then Tony, in his infinite wisdom, has replied saying, oh, first world problem I know, but our DVD player in the bedroom is only standard definition. Would love to see the difference with this one. What he's done here is he's turned a first world problem into a beg. He is, he is trying to get the company to feel sorry for him in this yeah. first world problem by addressing it directly and is trying to use that to leverage them into getting a free one. So hang on, he's asking for a new TV. No, a new DVD player. New, new DVD player. Because their DVD player is only standard definition. Okay. And he's thinking the best way to do it is get in touch with the retailer. Who are selling a TV. Who are selling a TV. No, they're, they're selling a DVD player. Okay. But it's a really good one. Okay. It's a new one. So this guy is trying to beg his way into getting a thing from the retailer. Now I want to know, how 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 often could that possibly work? How often could it possibly, could you, what would you have to do to beg towards a retailer that isn't like a 5,000 retweets and I get a TV kind of thing? Mm. When it is something that is so unnecessary to upgrade from a DVD player to a better DVD player. What would you have to say to that retailer to get them to give you a free DVD player? I mean, to be fair, like I like the fact that he's gone, love to see the difference of this. That's a very passive-aggressive way of doing it. Just mm. kind of like, oh, I mean, if I had the opportunity to, to notice, poor if, old me. If only. If only. The if only route is good. I think you might need to go a little bit more aggressive with it. We're, 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 we're in a very aggressive world right now. Mm. You've really got to jump in there and be like, oi. That's how you've got to open the tweet, always. Oi. Oi. Yep. Oi, electronic man. <laughs> I see your DVD player and... Now, I... hang on. We've only got 280 characters. Wait, we don't need any. 
a picture tells a thousand words. So <laughs> it's just, a picture of an essay. <laughs> so you just go a thousand words. <laughs> Oi, electric man. Look at my shit DVD player. They're just a big photo of their horrible SD. And like it cut and um, it's okay, that's good. Up a notch. <laughs> Oi, TV man, electric man, help me. Yes. And then it's a picture of them being like squinting in- to see this poorly <laughs> rendered image on a screen. Okay, so it's help me. This my DVD player is hurting my eyes. Mm. How can you escalate that further? Because at the moment, they've taken notice and they probably go, ah, oh, that sucks. Here's a $10 coupon. That's good, but it's not the whole DVD player. Okay. Help mm. me. My DVD player has taken my family hostage. That's good. That's good. That's where I wanted to go. So you're going to have to doctor this image slightly. So it's a picture of your family all tied to chairs with gags on their mouth. And there's a DV- your DVD player is in the corner with like a cigarette sticking out of the little DVD port. Mm. Hole, and there's like a ransom note behind saying upgrade me or they get it 4k or 4 dead what's in it for the dvd player if it gets upgraded because surely it's gonna get thrown in the trash or recycled he just he loves his owner so much he wants him to have 4k okay but at the risk of his family's (laughs) safety he can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs that is the universal if you flip over any dvd player that's what it says on the bottom yeah and then your dvd player is sunny side up it's a difficult problem because Taking it more generally, you've got people begging online quite a lot. And I think the theory is it take it costs nothing to beg. And so if you beg a bajillion times on Twitter, even if it works once, you've made money. All it costs is time. All it costs is time and... A bit of dignity. A bit of dignity. But once you send the first one, you've already lost all that, so you may as well keep going. That is true. It's, it's, yeah. it's not a series of diminishing returns. Like once you've done the first, oh, please help me out. I can't. My toothbrush is not getting me hard. Shouldn't be doing that. Uh, I'm r- painfully unerect when I brush my teeth. <laughs> help. What, what can I do? Maybe instead of running competitions, like random ballots and stuff for winning things, because companies do like sweepstakes yeah. for things like this. Maybe they do a beg test, beg contest. Like... Tell us why you deserve our DVD. Yeah, so it's the saddest story wins. The saddest story, but it has to be truthful. We must, maybe we can have some like emoji that are locked to your story, your truth. <laughs> this is my truth OG. My truth OG, yes. So you have to explain in five truth OG or less <laughs> why you deserve a new DVD A player. new DVD player. So maybe your house burnt down, so you, you put house and you put fire and you put a crying face. And, and then, then you, you put... don't put any family because... Yeah. <laughs> You put an ab- is, is there, there a, is there a truth OG for the absence of family? Um, it's it's implied. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just a space. And then there's like a second truth, like a, a uh, family family. There's a family truth OG, and then there's a question mark truth OG, and then there's a no truth OG. <laughs> family no. So you've used up three of your truth OGs just to say my family died in a fire. Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, if someone said to you, my family died in a fire and all they wanted was a DVD player, you'd probably try and make that work. Yeah. However, it's a truth OG. So did your family really die in a fire? No, can't use it. Can't use it. Not allowed. And also, if your family did die in a fire, why would you be trying to get a DVD player? (laughs) I just want to watch their last moments over and over again. But one would assume that your TV burnt down as well. True that. The, um, okay, so if we were doing this and we have to stick to our real stories, mm. ni- neither of us have a 4K TV or a 4K Blu-ray player or anything like that. We're, mm. all, we're all still in the 1080 generation, aren't we? Uh, if that. Yeah. Okay, so give me your truth OGs, five truth OGs or less, mm. with your real stories, 
asking why you should get a 4K telly. So it's a TV, not a DVD player now. Yeah, we're going for a 4K TV. Okay. Why do you? Why? What in your story means you can get it? Um, eyeball, glasses, thumbs up, TV, old TV. There's like an old fat back TV one, mm. and then postage stamp. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that you're. I wear I wear glasses on my eyes, and that's good. However, my old TV is very very small, like a stamp, like a stamp. <laughs> So it makes my eyes hurt. Your make- beg is basically saying, please save my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Save, my, save my eyes. I need a bigger TV with more depth so I'm not straining my eyes to watch it. Okay. That's mine. Joel, do you have any truth, OG? Um, mine's a big community of suspect looking people. Okay. So a lineup, a police lineup. A lineup, <laughs> an arrow pointing to a me. Okay. And then a knife and the no sign. Okay, so what you're saying is... What I'm saying is I'm part of a community that loves cutting-edge tech. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were part of a community that loves stabbing. <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what the, the no is twofold. The no not only says I'm not in a stabbing community, it also says I don't have the cutting-edge tech and thus I'm being ostracized from oh, my community. That was, that was exactly mine. Mine was going to be... Family, crying face, me, no, and then just a sad face emoji. I don't have I'm family. excluded I from the community. I don't have a family. I don't... <laughs> Sorry, no. What you've said there is family, me, nah. <laughs> yes. Yours will be, if I get a big TV, I'll get my family back. Yeah, I... <laughs> Give me back my family. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Me, Harrison Ford, I need a TV. <laughs> Okay, so you're trying to get your family back. Joel's trying to join in the cutting edge tech community. <laughs> and I'm, you want your eyes to stop just, hurting. Oh, my eyes just really hurt. Perfect. The truth emoji system wins again. Yeah. Please vote for who you think is most deserving of the new TV. If someone could send us a 50 inch 4K TV, that would be most appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, well, then we'll have to do more truth emojis to discern who gets it. That's true. Oh, shit. I know, it's wisdom. Can of we so- not just fight to the death like the good old days? Just like, like we do with everything else. <laughs> That's how we decide who goes first. Yeah, every week. Right, we still haven't prepped up any butt betters because we're lazy people. So we're going to do another horsemelon symposium. And for those of you that don't know, that's when we all yell a word, a random word. We won't yell. We don't want to hurt your ears. There's no need to yell. There's no need to yell. I'm right here. Okay, we're going to speak. And once we have spake a word each, we're going to come up with our best amalgamation of these and see if we can't pitch something on the fly. So I'm going to count us down from three and pick your best words. Three, two, one. Lifter. Computer. <laughs> okay, so that was computer belt and lifter, I think. Computer belt lifter. Now. <laughs> What's the best? I think belt lifter computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So that sounds like a kind of microchip that's being put into um, suspenders. I, it sounds, yeah, like digital, like a digital solution to make sure your trousers never fall down. You know mm. the shoes from Back to the Future 2? Yes. Yes. I think that tech in suspenders is what we're trying to edge towards because sometimes throughout your day, you're moving around and if you're not wearing a belt that's really tight and therefore not very comfortable, mm. your trousers can slip down a bit if they're not perfectly fitted to your waist. So the belt lifting computer or... BLC. The BLC. The BLC. Bacon lettuce computer. (laughs) (laughs) Will automatically sense a dip in belt level Mm. and raise it up accordingly. Because often the only way that old tech suspenders work is just they're really tight. Yeah. And then you've got 
yeah, okay, a looser belt, but now just tight shoulders. Yeah, that's, that's not fun. Also, when you're doing any form of like even just basic actions like raising your arms out or mm. like waving or anything like that, they stretch and they drop down and they feel all weird. Yeah. These are electronically expanding and detracting, yeah. contracting based on all your actions. It's like that backpack that no matter what you do, if you jump up and down or run around, it stays perfectly still in the middle oh, of your yeah. back. It's very unsettling. It is the it's the suspender equivalent of that. No matter what you do, they retain exactly the same shape and height. Mm. You could crouch down as low as you possibly could, and they are the exact same tightness. Now, one of my biggest issues, because I went through a stage in sick form where I was trying to carve out an identity, I decided suspenders might be a way to do it. Neat. I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> I, I made, you know, you live and learn. Uh, but one of the things that was one of the biggest turnoffs about me trying to do that wasn't how bad it looked wasn't how silly it was it was the fact that people could just ping it yeah mm. like you know people can people would just pull it out and hits you in the chest and it's simultaneously embarrassing and mildly painful so is there a way to counteract this with this system i was gonna say there are ways to counteract it but i quite like the idea of someone coming up and pinging it and just kind of bringing it all the way out letting the finger go and it just stays exactly where it's been pulled mm. to and that's its new shape for the rest of the day <laughs> i'm thinking maybe it's like pneumatic it doesn't have stretch it wouldn't need stretch yeah. because it's adjusting on the fly so maybe it's like solid metal links <laughs> so someone just tries to ping it and their finger just gets crushed against your chest yeah it's like the doc ock arms just now two that i like now, dr octopus presents <laughs> the, BLC. the blc now let's <laughs> let's let's use this because rather than suspenders just doc ock arms but they're specifically targeted <laughs> to pulling your belt up yes we found it so you've got the implant yeah. implant on your spine again but only two only two you don't need four you don't need four <laughs> greedy Greedy. So you're Dr. Ant. The BLC extraordinaire. His superpower includes never being caught with his trousers down. down. And nothing else. It's about it. And they're very big, heavy, thick, like industrial arms, but they only pull your belt up. Yeah. But that's the thing, because the implant is attached to your brain in this mythology. Yeah. yeah. The brain is going to have to constantly send signals of keep the trousers up, keep the trousers up, keep the trousers up, keep the trousers up. Engage! <laughs> but your brain does that all the time. Like, you, you don't focus on your breathing or your heart rate or your pulse or anything like that. It just does it. The brain will just adapt. The brain's fantastic. The brain... Shout out to brains. Brains are fantastic. I would rate having a brain. I would give my brain two paddles. I don't really like it that much. Brains are great. Fight me. Don't at me. Just fight me. I'll fight you with my BLC arms. Yeah, all right. So the Dr. Ant BLC system. Yeah, it's perfect. And that's one example of the Horsemelon Symposium, a section where we come up with great, idea great ideas. Fantastic. Great ideas. Fantastic that aren't infringing ideas. on any... No, because Marvel don't own anything with ants in or anything with arms. No, so it's or anything with doctors. No, no, absolutely nothing. You can't patent the phrase Dr. Octopus because both of those things exist. Both of those existed before and after Alfred Molina strapped on those beautiful silver arms. We're going to close out the show now. Uh, keep it nice and short and sweet. Uh, we have been First World Solutions. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, share around with your friends. Tell them what we're about. Give them an insight into the beautiful knowledge that we can provide. And uh, get the links. Post them the links. SoundCloud and iTunes. Get to it. If you have any of your own problems or issues or thoughts or feelings or musings or grumblings or any general kind of 
thing you'd like to convey with us directly to address on the podcast, you can uh, through all the normal avenues. You can find us on Twitter at FWScast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook with First World Solutions, or you can email us directly at FWScast at gmail.com. We do check all of these before the show every week to see if we can help anyone out directly. Uh, Always happy to impart our sage wisdom and completely ignore it and then just do something stupid anyway. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. It actually really helps us out, helps us become more visible on the platform so more people can experience whatever this was. Anyway, it would really help us out if you could do that, so thank you very much. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems. No problem. No problem.